Welcome to the Achieve Your Goals podcast with Hal Elrod. I'm your host, Nick Polkuski, and you're listening to the show that is guaranteed to help you take your life to the next level faster than you ever thought possible. In each episode, you will learn from someone who has achieved extraordinary goals that most haven't. He is the author of the number one best-selling book, The Miracle Morning, a Hall of Fame business achiever, an international keynote speaker, ultra-marathon runner, and the founder of VIPSuccessCoaching.com, Mr. Hal Elra. Hal, thank you so much for joining me on this episode of the podcast. Nick Palkowski, what's up, buddy? Oh, not a whole lot. I am just enjoying life, and I'm happy to be talking to you. Ditto, buddy. Ditto. It was funny. I, I was at a, speaking at a conference. I, I didn't tell you this yet, but I was speaking at a conference the other day, and somebody was like, yeah, we listen to your podcast every week, man. We love it. You know, you and Nick are great. Keep doing what you're doing. And and the, the other guy that was with him, I guess, is also a fan. He goes, Nick Palkowski. <laughs> nice. That's, that's going like, to be oh, how like, I'm greeted from now on by everybody. No, I, I, and it was funny because he, when he said that, it kind of reminded me, and maybe because we don't do as many just you and I anymore, but I was, I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot that's how I usually greet Nick. I Yeah, anyway, so it was awesome. funny. All right, so hey, so today we got a topic that I'm kind of surprised that we have not covered this yet. It's uh, basically I was when I was planning for uh, today's show, I asked myself what prevents people from achieving their goals. Right, that's kind of the angle that I took to to determine what the topic would be today. What prevents people from achieving their goals? And obviously, you know, there's fear and there's lack of clarity. We've talked about a lot of these different components, but one of the kind of the glaring obvious answers is procrastination, right? It's one of the, well, I think it's one of the most obvious answers, one of the biggest causes of failure or mediocrity or you know, however you want to define it. Great quote from Robin Sharma that I, uh, when I speak, when I, when I do my keynote speaking, I usually open up my presentation uh, pretty early on with this quote. And the quote from Robin Sharma, I'll get it as close as I can here. Uh, he says, essentially, the, one of the saddest things in life is to wake up one day with regret and realize that you could have been, done, and had so much more. And I love that quote. However, what I don't like about it is that it lacks urgency, right? So, so again, I'll say it again. One of the saddest things in life is to wake up one day with regret, right? One day, which, I mean, who knows when that is, knowing you could have been, done, and had so much more. And I think that the idea of one day people could hear that quote and go, yeah, whoa, that would be terrible. <laughs> Thank God I've got a long ways off where I have to worry about that, <laughs> right? Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, one day, who knows when that's coming I've, You know, I don't need to worry about it today. I'll worry about it tomorrow. And so it really kind of builds in a little bit of room for procrastination and not to take anything away from Robin Sharma because that quote, it inspires me and I, you know, it, it's inspired me to think about my life and, and, you know, what I'm doing now and how that's going to affect long term. But my twist on that quote, 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 kind of my spin on it, if you will, is one of the saddest things in life is to wake up every day and to realize that you could be, have, be, and do so much more and then do nothing about it right, to, to live out of alignment with that truth. And so that quote, I think, kind of sets up uh, the, the podcast today, which is, you know, you, you can't wait for someday. You can't wait for one day or someday or whatever you want to call it, but you can't wait. You really have to decide that today is the most important day of your life because it's who you're becoming today 
by the you know the choices that you're making and the actions that you're taking that's determining who you're going to be for the rest of your life. And if you go, eh, I can wait till tomorrow or next week or next month or next year. Well, number one, the odds are when next week or next month or next year shows up, you're going to have that mindset of waiting until someday. It's kind of a perpetual mindset. And that's one of the biggest causes of procrastination is not understanding that procrastination isn't a, isn't a singular choice. In the Miracle Morning book, I talk about the, the problem or the cause of mediocrity that I call isolating incidents, which is where you think, yeah, if I put it off now, it only affects now. If I hit the snooze button today, it only affects this morning. If I eat this cheeseburger, it only affects you know, my digestion for the next couple hours. But the reality is that when you hit the snooze button, when you eat that cheeseburger, when you put anything off your, uh, or any choice that you make, you're literally becoming the type of person that it's easier to make that choice in the future. So when you procrastinate today, it, doesn't, it simply makes it that you are becoming a procrastinator. It's not about that incident, that moment, that day. It's about the long-term impact, the negative impact that you're making over your psyche to become someone who gives yourself permission to put off the things that you should be doing today until another time, and then that other time never comes because the next day, you're still that person that puts things off until the next day, and the day after that, right, on and on and on, and it, it, you know, it, it, arguably it never changes until you decide, no, 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 no more. Today's the day that I draw my line in the sand and that I am no longer willing to procrastinate in the areas that matter most to me, in the areas in, uh, with regards to the goals that are really important and that if I don't take action now, there's a chance I may never take action. If I put off the, uh, you know, the goal of writing a book or starting a business or you know, finding the woman of my dreams or the man of my dreams or you know, whatever, if I put that off, if I don't stop putting that off, the odds are I might never stop putting that off. So you've got to pull out your calendar, pull out your schedule, and decide what are the actions that you're going to take. So I'm going to go over kind of the steps of how to overcome procrastination today. And, uh, and this is, there's a lot of different angles that we can look at procrastination, but I wanted to kind of simplify it today and make it really straightforward. You know, obviously, I think it was episode uh, 44 of the podcast where we interviewed uh, Rory Vaden on procrastinate or his new book procrastinate on purpose and it was kind of a it was a different take it wasn't as much how to overcome procrastination as how to well title of the book says it all procrastinate <laughs> on purpose kind of how to strategically procrastinate on on the things that you should put off so you can you know make the other things more important or that are more important make those more of a priority so right. Uh, before I go into the steps to overcome procrastination, any thoughts, questions, comments, ideas, epiphanies, objections, anything at all? Nick, yeah, well, I just really loved that part where you were talking about how, you know, if you procrastinate on one or two items, you are slowly starting to become a procrastinator. And, and I think that's where really like uh, Rory's book, Procrastinate on Purpose, and what we're going to be talking about here today actually kind of blend together because it's really about first deciding which things are important enough to actually, you know, do right away and you know, and not procrastinate on so that way you can almost, you know, prioritize the ones that should be put off later, I guess, is the best way yeah. about saying that. And that's a great way to sum up the book is, right, it's prioritizing what things you need to do now and therefore you procrastinate on the other things. And it kind of is in line with, you know, one of my favorite books, which is The One Thing, where you get really clear on what's your one thing, your highest priority, uh, and then you everything else kind of, you know, takes a back seat to that one thing until it's done. 
And then as soon as it's done, you ask yourself, what's my next one thing, right? So, so very, very, very much in line with that whole procrastinate on purpose concept. So, all right, so let's go with the steps. I think I've got like five steps here. Um, I might make up a step, you know, as we're going. So maybe they'll end up being six. I might drop a couple steps because I get bored. Who knows? But so I'm not promising the number of steps, but we'll just, we'll go in order here. There are so steps. step number one, step number one, what'd you say? I said there are at least a there, step. There, there is, yeah, there is, uh, there's at least two. So it's, there are officially plural steps. All right, step number one. And there's actually two parts to this step uh, to make it confusing for everybody. So number one, identify the areas you procrastinate in and what it's costing you. So again, kind of a multi-step step there. So first, it's what are the areas uh, that you procrastinate in? What are the activities? You might, it might be you know, areas uh, or activities that you procrastinate in areas, or I'm gonna write that in my notes so I don't forget, um, that you procrastinate, and most importantly, what's it costing you? You know, I, I was recently asked on my, my VIP coaching, uh, we do a Q&A call every month where you know our VIP coaching members can ask me anything that they want, and one of the uh, people asked me, how do you lead someone or, or motivate someone or you know manage someone, inspire someone? How do you do it in a way where, um, when they don't follow through with what they are supposed to do, you call them out on it and hold them accountable to it, but in a way that they don't feel discouraged or feel like a failure or feel, you know, just embarrassed or whatever, whatever it is, right? To where, how do you, how do you do it in a positive way, a proactive way, but also where you're not letting them off the hook. So you're not saying, Hey, it's okay, buddy. You didn't follow through and you gave me your word seven times in a row. That's all right. Give it another shot, right? So that's the, that's the wrong way where, yeah, they don't feel bad, but they, they also aren't being held to uh, what they said they were going to do. So the point is, the way that I recommend doing that is through questions. So rather than uh, telling someone, hey, you really screwed up. Hey, you're an idiot. <laughs> hey, you have no integrity, right? Rather than like criticizing someone and making them wrong, which typically doesn't empower them, doesn't empower them. How, how, the best way to do that, in my opinion, and what I do through coaching is, is you always do it through questions. So one of my favorite questions for someone when they don't follow through with a commitment, something that they were, you know, said they were going to do or they were supposed to do, uh, that they need to be doing to achieve the results that they've predetermined are important to them, you know, whatever their goals are. One of my favorite question is, questions is, hey, what's that costing you? Not doing what you said you were going to do. What is that costing you? And what is that going to cost you over the long run if you don't change that behavior? So the kind of a you know bonus lesson in line with what what led me to this is you know the question I'm I'm telling you to step number one is to identify the areas or activities you procrastinate in and ask yourself what it's costing you. You know that is it's in in the same way that it's a great way to get someone else to kind of acknowledge and get get clear and kind of emotionally engaged with the cost of something, because that's often we're not in touch with the consequences, you know, the cost or the consequences of what we're doing or what we're not doing, what we're procrastinating on. We're not in touch with that. And once we get in touch with that, that can often be the leverage that we need, the, you know, the, the pain that we need to take action and create a little bit of urgency. There was a, there's a great story. I think, I don't know, I think Tony Robbins told this. I don't know. I heard it probably 10 years ago, but, and so I'll, I'll paraphrase it here, but essentially uh, there was a man who was a smoker, right? He smoked cigarettes and he tried to quit many, many, many times. He always he tried to quit and failed and tried to quit and failed. And 
he uh, it was an ongoing pattern of him failing. And he tried everything. He tried you know hypnosis and he tried all these different techniques and nothing worked. He went to therapy. He used the patch. Nothing worked. And his daughter came in one day into his office and she was you know small, like maybe five, six, seven years old, and. She approached him and she she was she she just started bawling and she ran up and she hugged him and he said sweetheart what's wrong what's wrong and she said I don't want you to die daddy I don't want you to die and he goes I'm not I'm not dying why why what would you why would you say that she said because you smoke cigarettes and I just saw a commercial on TV that it says if you smoke cigarettes that you you can die it'll kill you and that was the leverage that he needed that pain that that clarity over that, you know, identifying, wow, what this is costing me is a, the, you know, the pain that I'm causing my daughter and what it could cost me in the long run is not being around to see her get married or to see my grandkids play or, you know, just the longevity that I want to have. And he never smoked another cigarette from that day forward. So once he had, you know, he had gotten clear on the, what, what, what the cost was for his behavior. In this case, it's, you know, we're looking at procrastination. What are the areas you procrastinate and write them down. When I say identify them, I don't mean just think of them in your head and go, huh, what do I procrastinate? Oh, maybe this area. I mean, get clear in writing, right? You should always, whenever you identify something or clarify something, it's got to be in writing. You can't just trust your, your memory. What do they say? The, the shortest pencil or, or the, what is it? The, the dullest pencil is better than the best memory. Is that, is that right? Something like that. Yeah. The, Pretty damn close to that, Nick. Yeah. Pretty damn close to that. Um, you get that might point, be the point, right? That might be the least butchering I've ever done over when I butchered a, a quote. So, um, so that's it. Number one starts with identifying the areas or activities you procrastinate in, right? Especially the important ones. Uh, and what is it costing you? Step number two, ask yourself why you are procrastinating in each area. Again, so do this in writing, create some space, do it on your computer or whatever you need to do so you've got some room to kind of go through these exercises. Um, remember, extraordinary results are, are always born from extraordinary clarity and this is no different, right? You want to start with some clarity uh, in, in, a lot, you know, in these, these different steps. So the second step is why are you procrastinating in each area? And, and some of the common causes, by the way, so to give you kind of some thought joggers and get clear if you're not sure, uh, one of them is fear. Maybe there's fear, you know, if, there's, if ever there's fear in a, an activity or in relation to a goal that you, that you want, but you're afraid that you might fail or you're afraid that you might look stupid or you're afraid that you might get hurt or whatever it is. Often fear causes us to procrastinate, right? It's a form of pain. So we put it off and put it off and put it off to avoid having to face that fear. Another common cause of procrastination is a lack of clarity. If you're not clear on exactly what to do, and, and this is probably my number one cause, I, I don't have as much, I don't think fear holds me back and causes me to procrastinate nearly as much, although it definitely has. I mean, I, I talked before about the best year ever blueprint, right? My first right. live event, it was totally, it was fear. It was fear of failure, fear of not knowing what to do, um, fear of, you know, putting on an event and again, it, only 20 people showing up or 12 or whatever when I was, you know, bought a room or rented a room for 200. So fear held me back from that. Well, lack of clarity, if you don't have clear uh, understanding of what the steps are laying out and the steps in front of you to achieve a goal, 
then that lack of clarity is going to cause you to procrastinate and you're going to find your energy is going to flow into areas where you do have clarity. It's like, I'm not really sure what to do in this area. Oh, but I know how to check my email. So I'll do that for the next hour. Right. right. I, I, you know, I know how to, uh, I know how to check Facebook. I know how to do this. I know how to do that. So you tend to, we tend to, our energy tends to flow in the areas where we have the most clarity. In fact, that's Nick, make that one of the retweetables. I know you do like tweetable quotes, which I never have any say in. I just always find out what they are when I'm like, Oh cool. Nick made this one tweetable. Um, but uh, our energy flows in the areas that we have the most clarity. I just made that shit up. So tweet it, tag me, Facebook it. I, uh, I personally like that quote. Yeah, no, that's, um, that's an excellent one. I love it. By the way, I appreciate it. Nick, by the way, if anybody has, can't tell, Nick's always very kind to me. I, I pay him to, uh, <laughs> you know, to encourage me and tell me I'm doing a good job. So, <laughs> Nick, you're earning your keep, buddy. I appreciate it. Hell, you're doing an excellent job. Just so oh, thank, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Now, All right. So $20. Um, yeah, that's right. Uh, it's on auto pay. So the third, uh, now the third reason we procrastinate is sometimes it's just, it, it, it's something that we don't want, we don't simply don't like to do. That's it, right? Real simple. I don't like to do it. So I procrastinate in it. So maybe, it, maybe there's not even a fear. Maybe it's not a lack of clarity. Maybe it's just something that I don't like to do. So for me, like I personally am not a details person. So anything that requires a lot of detail where I have to like go in and learn a bunch of stuff or do a bunch of steps or do all this, like, you know, input a bunch of numbers, um, that I procrastinate, you know, my taxes, for example, luckily I have, so I've tried to delegate almost everything that requires a lot of detail. I don't do Nick does a lot of things <laughs> for me. Uh, Nick, I appreciate you. This is what he actually gets paid for. He doesn't get paid to tell me I'm doing a good job, but, uh, right. There's a lot of these details. So for me, the podcast, there's so many details that go into editing it and, and publishing it on various platforms and, and, you know, sending out the email, all these things that I just, it just gives me a headache to think about. Whereas Nick is a very detail-oriented person. So for him, it's like it's natural for him. He enjoys doing it, and, you know, and he's got a team to help him as well. But, uh, but yeah, so that's it. So those are the three most common causes of procrastination. Fear, lack of clarity, and, and sometimes it's just you know, something you don't want to do. You just don't enjoy doing it. You don't like doing it. So you're naturally going to put off doing anything that you don't like doing. Step number three, clarify the next three steps in each area. Now, when I say area, by the way, that may be, that might mean goal, you know, so it could be an area of your life, like, you know, health or relationship or whatever, or it might be a really specific goal. Like, you know, here are the goals I want to achieve. In fact, since it's the achieve your goals podcast, I would say, you know, instead of identifying the areas or activities you procrastinate in, uh, again, swap the word areas with goals. So identify the goals, uh, and or activities that you procrastinate in. And then, uh, now for this third step, clarify the next three steps in each area or, you know, slash goal. And the, as far as this goes, again, the more, remember, the more clarity you have, no, now I'm butchering my own quote, you, our energy flows into the areas where we have the most clarity. So if you can get clarity on, okay, here is the next three steps in each of these goals. Now, all of a sudden, you're less likely to procrastinate because you know exactly what to do. And when you know exactly what to do, you're more likely to do it. And often just having clarity in writing. I mean, we've obviously, you know, as a, the Achieve Your Goals podcast, I talk a lot about clarity. It's, a, it's an ever kind of, you know, it's an ever present topic in almost every episode that we do, you know, the most of them, I would say. 
because that, again, that's the birthplace of results is clarity. And in any area, when you're trying to overcome something, you got to have clarity on what's holding you back, why it's holding you back. You're trying to achieve something, you have clarity on what you want, why you want it, what you need to do to achieve it. You, you know, you're trying to improve something, you have to have clarity on why you want to improve it, what you need to improve specifically, how you go about improving, right? It always clarity is kind of underlying any achievement. Um, so clarify the next three steps in each area or, or with each goal. Uh, number four, step four, schedule those steps. Put them in your schedule in writing when you're going to do them. Again, that, isn't, that is a form of clarity. When you've got a to-do list, that's a very, that, that lacks clarity. A to-do list is, it, it's, it's a form of clarity, right? You've got clarity on your to-dos. But when you don't have them prioritized in terms of sequence, what you need to do first, and when you don't have them scheduled, there's a lack of clarity around when you're going to do them and in which order. And we've all been there before where you make a to-do list and that to-do list sits there and it doesn't get done, right? Or, you know, maybe even just as bad, you knock that to-do list, you keep knocking items off, right? And it grows, you knock a couple off, you add a few more, you knock a few more off, you add a few more, you knock one off. But the problem is because you haven't prioritized, right, and scheduled the steps, you're actually knocking off the least important activities. We've all done that before, right? Probably, in fact, this is actually, I don't know if this is, Maybe this is a step. I don't know. But, but I, I'd say this is a cause of mediocrity is – or not mediocrity but procrastination. We, um, or maybe it's a product of procrastination. I don't know. I'm thinking out loud here. But the point is we often – we mistake uh, productivity for busyness. When you are busy and you're doing stuff, you're just doing something. Wow, I'm checking things off my to-do list like crazy. I'm answering emails. Like in, you know, in one day I could do, I could do six things on my to-do list and I could answer 30 emails, but I could, but doing that, it would make, it would trick, it, what happens is it tricks your brain into thinking, wow, I was productive today. But the only real measurement of productivity is how much closer did you move towards your goals, your most important goals. That's really the only measure of productivity. Getting stuff done is being busy. Getting things done that move you closer to your goals is being productive. Nick, that's another quotable. Um, <laughs> <laughs> getting noted, stuff noted. done is being busy. Getting uh, things done that move you closer to your goals is being productive, right? So, so really important to kind of just make that a distinction. And I, I actually caught myself the other day. I was like, I was just doing all this stuff and checking some of my to-do lists and answering emails and all this. And then I was like, dude, I didn't get sh anything done today that actually mattered. Like nothing mattered, you know, yeah. right? I mean, you know, it all matters. I answered some emails and those people I'm sure were grateful or whatever. But uh, in terms of moving the needle to move me closer to my goals, it didn't happen. So, so schedule. So I should say actually, in fact, I'm going to update my notes. Prioritize. Step number four is not just schedule those steps, but prioritize and schedule those steps. So if you're making show notes, Nick, uh, you can update that. And then last but not least, step number five, and this is kind of, it's not really a step as much as it is as like a constant way of approaching your life, your goals, your activities, your to-do list, your schedule, et cetera. Um, Act without thinking. Act without thinking. And this, this is totally counterintuitive. Like any parent or teacher is like, what? This is the worst <laughs> advice ever, you know? Like I've been telling my students or my children forever, you know, you got to think before you act. Well, in most situations, I would say it's probably, you know, that's, that's true, you know? Um, think of the consequences before you act. But here's the point. Once you've gotten through all these steps, you've already thought of the consequences. You've already gotten clarity. You've already prioritized. So it's kind of like you already now you've already you've already thought through it all. You already know what you need to do. 
Now it's a matter of doing it. And here's the biggest, the biggest problem. It's, it, it's an, another underlying cause of procrastination is we think ourselves out of doing the thing. Like we think ourselves into procrastination Absolutely. and think ourselves out of doing the things that we should be doing. And it probably, uh, Nick, if you're making that a quotable, it would probably be the other way around. <laughs> we think ourselves out of doing the things that we should be doing and thus think ourselves into procrastination. Mm. Yeah, no, that is so true. And I mean, and I think that goes back even all the way up to uh, clarifying the next three steps. Like, I think sometimes we can have such a big next step, like, you know, could be write book versus sit down and write two pages, you know. But it's it's about narrowing down those steps to like a stupidly simple step to take. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you've really, yeah, you really, and, and it also comes down to, right, the scheduling of like, you know, write for an hour a day. Right, exactly. Um, so now this, so there's, there's two, two, you know, two influencers, leaders, thought leaders, mentors that I've learned from that talk about the, kind of this concept in different ways. And, and, and what I mean by the act without thinking is that, again, if we think ourselves out of action more often than not because we overwhelm ourselves or the more we think about it, we think about what we're afraid of. And then we feed that fear by, by furthering our thought around that, you know, that fear. Um, if we are, you know, lacking clarity or you know, something we don't want to do, we start to think of the task and then in our mind it becomes uncomfortable or unpleasant or it becomes unclear and it doesn't make us feel good. Then we keep thinking about it and thinking about it and we think ourselves out of doing it. So the idea of act without thinking, it's kind of like, you know, the Nike slogan, right? Just do it. It's, it's like when you're thinking um, about, uh, I'm trying to think, I know John, I heard John Berghoff say this once, I think, uh, when he was giving a message. Um, he, he simply said that the next time you're thinking about doing something that you know you should be doing, stop thinking and do the thing you're thinking about doing, right? It's like, it sounds so simple, but we, like when I was, I think back to when I was a salesperson and I had to do phone time every day. It's like, it's the only thing that really generates sales. And it's the number one thing that all salespeople procrastinate on is making their sales calls, right? So what, like when I understood this concept, I would go, I don't feel like making calls. So what I would do is I would schedule a reminder on my phone. Uh, I would schedule the time to do calls. Okay, let's say, you know, tonight at 6 p.m. I'd make in my phone calls. I'd schedule the reminder at 6 p.m. Uh, maybe I'd schedule 10 minutes before one reminder would go off. You know, calls in 10 minutes. Don't think, just call. And then it would go off again right at the time. And it says pick. And it would literally, I would write in there in the reminder. It would say something like, uh, you know, pick up the phone and dial your first of 20 calls, nice. something like that. I, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, it's been 10 years, so I can't remember exactly the wording, but basically it was reminding me like, don't think about that you're about to make 20 phone calls, go pick up the phone and dial the first number in your list of prospects, right? That's it. And once you do that, once you do that first call, you act without thinking, then the fear or the lack of clarity or the uncomfortable, whatever it is that's, that's causing, would have or could have caused you to procrastinate, it's, it, you, you beat it, right? You, like, you, you didn't think it into existence. You just did the thing and then there was no fear because you're like, hey, I made a call and I didn't die and it was not a big deal and I can make another one and another one and another one, right? Right. And I similarly, you know, I, I think a really good example for this is like if you don't like going to the gym or you procrastinate on going to the gym or exercising or running, make it as easy as possible. So first and foremost, have your gym bag packed in the car, right? Or have your running clothes out ready to go, you know, piled in order that you put them on or whatever you can do to make it as easy as possible. And then have that time set. Maybe a timer is set like I would do in my phone or at least a time where when that time shows up, 
you don't think about having, oh, I got to go to the gym and I got to work out and it's going to be packed and it's, you know, I got to wait for the machines and it's busy and God, I'm kind of sore, right? You think yourself into procrastination. No, 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 no. Whatever your time is to leave for the gym, when that alarm goes off, you grab your gym bag, you, ha- you literally do not think. You just stop thinking and you walk into the car with your gym bag. And of course, the intention set, you're going to drive to the gym if that's why you're in the car. And you drive to the gym, you, you, then you're going to walk into the gym. Again, all this will happen without thinking if you just get your butt in the car with the gym bag. If you just pick up the phone and dial that first number. If you open your computer and, you know, and, just, and open up the document that you need to work on, the book you need to write, whatever it is. If you open up your textbook and you, you, know, you, you just start, just get started, then it's easy to keep going. It's that first initial step that's the hardest. So once you've got clarity on all these aspects, you've prioritized, you've scheduled your steps, then just act without thinking. Do not put any thought into it. Just do the thing that you're thinking about doing uh, and act. That's it. No, oh, that's awesome. That's such a, you know, it seems so simple, but that's, I think it's that simplicity that can almost uh, get us to overlook the importance of it. Yeah, no, yeah, you're right. And what it is too is we're creatures of habit. So yes. kind of like we open up the podcast by saying that if you procrastinate on one thing or one day, you're becoming that type of person, right? To, to make that the, or to procrastinate in the future. And so the idea is that if you follow these five steps and you just do, do like a 30 day, no procrastination challenge where for 30 days, you just won't procrastinate, right? You do not procrastinate. And what that does is 30 days from now, you will, you'll, I mean, procrastination will be a thing of the past. In fact, even before that, after a week, you'll be less of a procrastinator. And after two weeks, I mean, you'll be keep leaning in that direction to where before you know it, you will be like just a badass action taker who procrastination, people are like, dude, you know, like you, you'll just become someone that doesn't procrastinate anymore. So it, it is something, it's a behavior that you do have to change. It's not a one-time thing where you, you do this once or one day or even a couple days. You do need to really commit to a, you know, a challenge, a 30-day no procrastination challenge where you identify when you go through these steps, maybe identify just the top three, like what are the top three areas or even the top one, right? Your one thing, either the top three or the top one areas you procrastinate in. When you do the process, list them all, start with all of them. But then when you find out what it's costing you with each of them, you can get clear on, you know what? These three are costing me the most. These three areas where I'm procrastinating or these three goals that I'm procrastinating on, man, if I don't change, I'm going to be you know, broke, homeless. I'm going to weigh 1,000 pounds or I'm going to be a mess. Then you get clarity and you do your 30-day challenge over either the top three or, or the top two or the number one area that you want to overcome procrastination in. And I'm telling you, 30 days from now, you'll be a different person and the rest of your life will never be the same in a very positive way. Oh, that's so awesome. So awesome. So, Hal, I guess any final little bits of encouragement here as we kind of wrap up this episode? No, I'm pumped. I feel I'm excited. Like I'm, I'm doing a procrastination. Uh, I'm going to do, I'm going to go through this process. And I actually, I kind of did it unofficially the other day, which is what led to me making this the topic because I noticed myself procrastinating. And then what happened was I procrastinated on this topic. Cause I'm like, ah, I got plenty of time. Then my son woke up and my wife needed me to take care of him. And I'm like, son of a God, <laughs> I wasn't planning on him waking up at five 30 in the morning. I thought I had more time, you know? And that made me realize like, why would I procrastinate at all? I should have already had the thing done by now then I'd be on to the next thing. So I actually, the last few days, kind of this week, I've been doing an 
unofficial, not in writing procrastination challenge where for me, it's just been on my schedule where I'm like, I'm on point because I already schedule my whole day anyway. Right. But a lot of times, you know, I'll turn an hour's worth of activity. I'll be like, eh, I can mess around for 30 minutes and do a couple other things. And then I can get the rest done in the last 30 minutes, you know, and sometimes it works, but I'd say more often than not, uh, I- I'm not able to get it done or at least at the quality that I want. So that's what inspired this podcast. So I hope that you'll, you know, and by the way, the last couple of days since I've done this, my productivity has gone through the roof. So I know yours can too. Um, yeah, Nick, so you too, buddy, make sure you, uh, you know, let me know uh, what your, what, what, which areas you identify and I'll, I'll hold you accountable to it. Awesome. And yeah. Uh, achieve, yeah, Achieve Your Goals podcast listeners, thank you for tuning in. Hope you got some value from today. I, I sincerely appreciate you. And um, I don't I don't know if there's any other announcements. Uh, one announcement is if you, you know if you haven't signed up for the best year ever blueprint, uh, I think when this podcast comes out, well, I know for sure you'll be able to save some money because we are doing it in stages in terms of the pricing is normally nine ninety seven. Um, we started at four ninety seven, it went up to five ninety seven. I think now it's at seven ninety seven. It's kind of gradually going up depending on you know how long you wait to register. So uh, you, you know you can, it can only uh, be a good day to do it now. So go to best year ever Watch the three-minute video, and if you you'll get a glimpse of the type of experience that you can expect uh, for for this year. And Nick, I don't know if I told you this, but I'm excited to announce this. Last year at this time, best year ever blueprint. I believe it was just an idea. I believe it was an, a goal. Like I'm I'm gonna do it. Like this is I'm gonna do it. Right. Yeah. No, and, you're definitely right. Because I can remember actually after some events in the middle of summer of actually you and I finally had the conversation. All right, let's do this. Uh, so it was, yeah. So thank guys, listen to this last year at this time, this was an idea. We have like 130 something over 130 people registered for this year's event. And last year, this time we had none and we ended up with 200 from zero to 220. So I think we're going to have maybe 400 people this year's event. Uh, we're still going to make it very interactive and engaged. You know, we've got a plan on how to break it into groups and that way it doesn't feel like, you know, it'll feel small because you'll be working within your team the whole time and develop some really powerful relationships. But uh, yeah, everybody go to besteryourerverblueprint.com. You will see Nick there. You'll see me there. You'll see John Berg up there. You'll see John Vroman there. And, uh, and by the way, uh, also quick announcement, um, everyone that signs up for the event this year and Nick, I don't even think you know this, but this is the 10 year anniversary for the front row foundation. One of my favorite charities, uh, I support them. I've you know, talked a lot about the front row foundation. We had John Broman on his episode was very popular. If you haven't heard it, go listen to it, but check this out. We're having the 10 year anniversary celebration, the first night of the best year ever blueprint. So when the best year ever blueprint ends, which I think is around six, everybody will go back to their hotel room get dressed in fancy clothes, and then we're going to have the 10-year anniversary celebration for the Front Row Foundation, which is just going to be uh, you know, a great party and silent auction and live auction and dancing, and it's going to be really cool. And here's the thing. Your ticket for the Best Year Ever Blueprint, we're buying your ticket to that event, literally. We're, yes. we're, we're, we committed to donate like twenty dollars or $30,000 of the ticket sales for Best Year Ever to pay for any person that signs up for the Best Year Ever Blueprint. We're paying for you to go to the 10-year anniversary celebration for the Front Row Foundation that night. So it's going to be an amazing, amazing experience. And uh, I hope everybody that listens to the Achieve Your Goals podcast, I hope you guys will join us. And thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the podcast. So we want to know what are you going to actually do to help you avoid being a procrastinator? What were your big takeaways from this episode? 
And more importantly, if you have any other suggestions or any tips that you think the community needs to know, please let us know by going to hellelrod.com slash 082 for episode number 82 and leaving a comment there or just leaving a Facebook or Twitter message for Hal so that we can share it out with the rest of the community, those valuable tips, because we know you guys have great strategies and great tips to help overcome that procrastination mindset, overcome that resistance. Also, if you haven't done so yet, please go subscribe to the podcast on iTunes by going to hellelrod.com slash iTunes, clicking the little subscribe button and leaving a rating and review. Rating and reviews really help us. They're the best way to show your support for the podcast because they help other people find the show and decide if it is the right show for them. So thank you so much. And until next week, it's time for you to go out there, take action and achieve your goals. If you're looking to grow your business using podcasting, but don't have the time to edit the audio, insert the intro and outro, write up the show notes, post the episode to all the different sites, and do all of the ridiculous back-end work that's required, then you need yourpodcastguru.com, where you bring the content and we take care of the rest. We'll even co-host the show for you. Visit yourpodcastguru.com right now to explode your audience and crush it in the podcasting world.